Hey listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. We're so glad to have you listening today. We are recording this episode at the Etch Family Ministry uh, Conference here in Nashville, and it is a busy scene around us. And so as you hear noises and things in the background, the band is warming up and people are walking around. So as you enjoy this conversation, please know that the setting is one that is a busy and energetic place. We are surrounded by preschool, kids, preteen, student and family ministry leaders that have gathered here in Nashville at the Etch Conference. One of the great things about this conference is we bring together thought leaders, our friends from across the country and around the world who come and share their knowledge with our attendees. So if you've never been to Etch, or if you've been and need to come back again, we want to invite you back. Consider this a personal invitation from me. Check out etchconference.com where you can find information about our next conference next October and how you can get tickets. This event, by the way, sold out. We are at capacity. And so look for those, get those tickets early. That's when they're most affordable. And you can make sure you get one because we had some people who couldn't get in this year. And that's always the sad thing. So one of the great things, again, is having these thought leaders come in. And we have some really good friends of Lifeway Kids who come. One of those good friends is Karen, Dr. Karen Kinnemer. Hi, Karen. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. Nice to be here. I'm so glad to have you. We always love when you come and lead breakout sessions and talk with our people and get that face-to-face time with them. But we appreciate you taking time to come on the podcast. Yes. And so it can be a little intimidating to talk in the microphone when you can't see people. Yes. I know you're used to um, the professorial setting. (laughs) I guess, yeah. Where you have a class in front of you and you are interacting with them and you can see their responses. And in this setting, it's a little more difficult. So I will try to, I will do my best to be uh, studious and uh, and sit under your tutelage as we. T- I'm trying to use good school words. Oh see, my vocabulary okay. score was high. Math, not so much. Okay. <laughs> so, so um, we're talking today about prayer and kids. And and one of the things that we've been discussing in, in preparation for recording this episode is is the notion that although we all value we all value prayer and we want kids to pray. Mm-hmm we really may not be intentional about teaching them how Mm -hmm. to pray. And so you have a session that you'll be teaching here at the conference that is called Praying Through Hurts and Hallelujahs. Is that right? That's right. Okay, good. Tell us about that. Where where do we begin? What's the need in this area? Well, for one, we... We assume that children know how to pray uh, because we know how to pray. So we assume that they know how to pray. And that's a, that's a false assumption on our, on our part uh, because we pray at dinner time, we pray in the morning, we pray at church. And so we as uh, church leaders should never assume that children know how to pray. I think there needs to be intentional teaching in our small groups, intentional teaching on Sunday morning in wherever your small groups are. It could be Sunday morning, Wednesday night, uh, whatever. And the intentional side is to let children know it's simply a conversation with God. And it's not any, it, you teach them in a developmentally appropriate um, way. Yes. In other words, using their language, their simple language uh, as conversation. I think also we, we get caught up on the parts of prayer. And to me, the parts of prayer being um, thanksgiving, praise, confession, praying for others and ourselves. I think when we're teaching children to pray, those are really types of prayer. And we worry about whether they include all those types into parts of prayer later. Um, So I think 
that there needs to be an intentional uh, intentionality on adults. Another thing is I've thought a lot about anxiety in children lately. Mm. And Kids are carrying more anxiety than ever, yeah. is what we hear yeah. statistically. Yeah. And at younger ages, they're experiencing yeah. anxiety. Yeah, for all kinds of reasons. Uh, if you take kids to camp, one of the things you realize is that they're highly medicated also because that's the way their parents are helping them through this anxiety. But, and, I, and I'm not here to talk about that, but what I'm here to say is if we would teach children intentionally how to pray, then I think during those anxious times, they could, un- they could go to the Father and pray and understand that God is with us during those anxious times. And we might assume that children know how to silently pray, which uh, they, they don't even know what that means. And so we, even te- we need to teach them how to pray silently. So there's all kinds of skills that kids need to learn, and that's taught intentionally. I think another takeaway from the, the conference that I'll be teaching is when we talk about hurts, in other words, prayer requests, mm-hmm. uh, we want children to understand that God's answers uh, many times are different from the ones that we uh, assume. We ass- when we pray, we, we are asking God to, uh, to bless us in a certain way or we're asking him to fix something or help someone get better. Well, his answer may not always be the way the child or we are expecting him to answer. And so in that intentionality and teaching children to pray, we need to help them understand that God's way is always best. And it may make no sense. Well, and even we as adults have issues with this, I think, right? Because many of us, and it may be the way that we were taught how to pray, uh, or or maybe it's just our sin nature yeah. is that when we often think of God as, as a Santa Claus where we ask for something and he gives it to us or as a vending machine. If we put our prayer in the right way, he'll give us what we ask yeah. for. Yeah. And even people can even use scripture to reinforce a bad teaching in regards to that. But the truth is we know there are really three answers to prayer. Mm-hmm. Yes, no, and, and wait. Yeah. But exactly. we need to teach kids about those answers. Yeah, and you know, kids today, we're let's just think about that. Frankly, we don't... Two of those things don't make, uh, don't fit into our lives. One, no, we don't <laughs> no like to hear wait. the answer. I don't like either one, wait. right? Yeah, because everything we have instantaneous is instantaneous. We want new furniture for our house. We just go and we we'll have the furniture maybe that day, or the next day. And so this wait uh, doesn't make sense. And so we, as adults and teachers of children, ministers of children, need to help them to understand that's God's way of of answering their prayer and uh, that we just need to put our faith in him and he will help us wait mm. and answer it when, it's, when the time is right. The other thing, a takeaway from my uh, session is on hallelujahs. So hallelujahs would be the, you know, the answer to prayer, the wonderful things that are happening. You know, hallelujah, thank you God, this happened. And then we, adults and children, tend to forget what to say thank you yeah we're so excited that god answered our prayer that we just go on through life and we forget to go back and say oh god thank you and we may move so quickly on to the next hurt that's right or the next need that's right or we just life is good god answered that prayer and we'll just go on and then we quit praying for a while because why we don't need anything we think Mm. or like you said onto the next hurt 
we we are good. Richard Ross, I don't, I'm sure you know Richard Ross, who's um, is in student ministry at Southwestern Seminary. One of the things that he says is that we tend to put God in a pocket. So it's like the pocket on your jacket. So we put him in this pocket until we need him. And then when we need him, we pull him out and we use him when we need. Well, God is not to be put in our pocket. And he does, he is with us through our hurts and he sustains us through our hallelujahs. And we don't always give him credit for that. So as we talk about teaching children to pray, um, you've mentioned that we, we sometimes can assume that they know to pray because we know how. And we might assume that by modeling prayer for them when we pray that they will pick it up. And maybe there's a little element of truth to that. I know a lot of our faith is caught rather than taught. However, there are some things that we need to be intentional about communicating mm-hmm. about prayer. Mm-hmm. One of those is expectations. Mm-hmm. What about how to guide a kid, a child, through how to talk to God, mm-hmm. how might we begin to coach them in speaking to Him? Well, we need to uh, help children understand that it's it needs to be simple. It, it's nothing complicated. I remember as a child, my dad was a pastor, and we were a pastor in a he was a pastor in a town where we had a uh, a Baptist university. And he would, there was a professor, an old professor, that taught at this school. And he would call on this prof to pray. And I dreaded that every time because this professor had this long, long prayer with lots of big words. And it was a snoozer, you know, in my book. And I think sometimes kids think a prayer is that it needs to be eloquent in order to be effective yeah long complicated prayer and and i think children need to understand that it's really simple it's god it's us coming to god god coming to us where we are and it doesn't it doesn't need to be this complicated long conversation it can be short short things also I think intentionality, when we're teaching children to pray, uh, you can help them pray through the Psalms. If they want to praise God and they, they don't really totally understand that, then take them to the book of Psalms and let them read the Psalms. And as they're praying the Psalms, they are rejoicing and praising God. And that is an, that's an easy way. I think we forget that. We can pray through the scriptures. Uh, we can teach them to praise by singing. Now, you know, in the the shower by themselves is fine, (laughs) but that's a great way to teach children how to to pray. Um, There's a funny story that I'll tell in my conference today that I have this book about uh, funny things that kids say. And this family was sitting around. It could be funny things that kids pray. Uh, yeah, it could be a good be one, good too. too. Yeah, you should write that book. <laughs> anyway, this family. I will make that a project that we yeah, can do. <laughs> okay. This family apparently is sitting at a restaurant. And so the mother says, hey, Josh, let's pray silently. So the little three-year-old bows his head and he says, silently, silently, silently no idea what it means to pray silently and so I think there's another way that we teach children to pray what is silent prayer it's a conversation that we're having in our thoughts to God that we're not saying out loud when can you have a silent prayer well on the baseball field Mm. Uh, taking a test at school taking a test at school anxious moments anxious times 
Um, I think it, that's important. Another way that I, another but, but, way. But that takes uh, explaining even the idea that uh, God can hear yes. your thoughts. Yes. Right. Even when you don't speak with words out loud, that's God right. is not limited like we are to that's his right. ears. That's right. He hears our hearts and he knows our thoughts. That's a big concept. It's huge. But, but, but I would imagine that really communicating what it means to pray silently means understanding that about the nature of our that's God. Right. That's right. Yeah. There's, there's only been two research studies done on uh, children in prayer. Mm. Now, Robert Coles, who was not a probably a believer, wrote, did a long, long uh, study. Now, I'm not including that one, so I guess three studies. But the latest one came out in 2000, and it said that really that children that are two and three, the part that they understand about prayer is the, are the physical attributes. They understand that you have to close your eyes. You know, so there's that posture of prayer, yes, right? Yes. And then, but by the time they're four, they, they're beginning to realize that prayer is a conversation with God. And by five, they understand that it's a conversation between God and themselves mm. and that they don't necessarily have to close their eyes, fold their hands. It's very, the, the, the study was... Uh, use three to six-year-olds and so very definitely children do understand prayer but we need to teach them how to pray mm-hmm. yeah so, anyway so very- there's i would think that there's uh, you know the, the the who what where when and how are mm-hmm. all really applicable right okay. how, how, when to pray and how to pray and what posture what words uh, some where? The, where can you pray? Do you where? have to be at church? No, you don't have no, to be that's at church. Right. You can be in the back of the car when your parents are driving and you're praying that you're going to get to your next destination. Are we? So really, <laughs> all the time. we as leaders in the church need to be aware of the need to mm-hmm. talk about prayer. Not just to begin with prayer and close with prayer, pray over our snack time, mm-hmm. but to be intentional about instructing children mm-hmm how they can talk to God, because really they need that direct connection with the Lord. Yeah, and I think it's also helpful that they understand that it's not just prayers for themselves, but prayers for others. Now, mm. you and I know that if you were op- if you were in a large group time in a children's ministry setting and you ask for a prayer request, you will hear all kinds of prayer requests. Yes. So they, they do have the thoughts of others. But when they pray, sometimes they are just thinking about themselves. And so we need to help them understand prayer is not just about themselves, but it's about, you know, your, your family. It's about the world. And so the, the prayer is not just about your little world, but um, the world in general. So kids need to, we just need to guide them and help them. You know, and intentionality uh, in teaching doesn't just have to come from the Sunday school teacher and from the parent. It can come from the pulpit. When the, when the pastor is leading prayer and talking about prayer, he, that, that's a good time to talk to the children in the congregation about why we go to the Father, what we are about to do, why, are we, uh, why is prayer an important part of, of the, uh, the service on Sunday morning. There's all kinds of avenues where adults can intentionally teach children to pray. And it really makes a difference for a child, I think, when they understand that prayer is really just talking to God. Because it can feel like a special thing that a pastor needs to do or someone at church or that only mom or dad does for us. But to encourage our children to uh, pray those simple prayers in their own words Mm -hmm. and in their own way can be such a beautiful thing to watch. We, um, my boys are now 11 and 13, but we, a while ago, my wife, you know, we always did bedtime prayers where we would pray 
And she began encouraging them to say, okay, well, why don't you pray tonight? Mm -hmm. And it's such a beautiful thing to hear your child voice a prayer, even a very, very simple one to the Lord and building in that, um, helping them be comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. I can see how that's been such a great um, resource for my kids as they go through their own stresses mm -hmm. that they don't need us to be the priest who intercedes for them. They have a direct line to their father. Let me and challenge so that's you. That's been so great. Let me challenge you to do something with your children. So when our kids were about your kids' age, I have three. Um, you know, sometimes you come home and you're tired, and I'm sure there's no fighting at your house. But on those evenings where we'd all just had it and we were getting on each other's nerves, we would sit to pray. And so I began to do this thing, and it was the most incredible thing. So. I said, okay, we're all sitting around the circle, so I'm going to pray. So uh, essentially, you're praying for the person on your right. So, hey, Josh, you pray for Jared. Hey, Jared, you pray for Jenny. Jenny, you pray for Dad. And so when we, when we open that part up to prayer in our family, that's what's going to bring you mm. to tears. When you listen to your child pray for their sibling, their yes. brother or their sister, and then that child prays for that parent, it brings family wow, prayer to a whole new level. Yeah. What a great tip and something that we can share all of us with the parents and the families that we lead. Yeah. Karen, thank you so much. We appreciate you being at Etch. We appreciate the investment that you do at school where, you're, where you teach, but also as you bring, bring your knowledge here to share with our, our folks. And thank you so much for sharing it on the podcast. We know that there are people out there listening who we may never meet who are in need of, of insight and advice like this that is practical and, and a challenge. And, uh, and I just think it's so valuable. So thank you so much for your thoughts on prayer and how we can teach kids more effectively. Good. Dr. You. Karen Kinnamer. We'll, uh, guys, if you're looking for information uh, on uh, Karen or, or on this topic, look in the show notes for this episode and we'll have her bio there and details on how you can connect with her if you'd like to. Of course, we do invite you to come back to the Etch Conference next October. You can find details at etchconference.com and we encourage you to register early so you can be here to meet Dr. Kinnamer and others like her next year right here at Etch. Thank you again for listening to the Kids Ministry 101 podcast.